Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for this time each Sunday, God. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to be able to come into your presence, God, into your house to learn from you. God, thank you, Father, that you sent your son, God. You sent your son to die on a cross, Lord, so that we can have a way. And Father, I am eternally and forever thankful for that. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll be with me this morning. I pray, God, Lord, that you will speak through me. I pray, Lord, that you will get me completely, completely out of the way. And I pray, Lord, that what you have to say will come through this morning. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. Well, if you will turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, we're going to read verses 11 through 14. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 14. And then if you have your, your study guide, we'll be working on pages 8 and 9. 8 and 9 in the, in the study guide book. All right, Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 14 says... But Christ came as high priest of good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. If you have your pens, if you have a highlighter in that verse right there, the key in that verse is, but with his blood he entered the most holy place once and for all. He entered it once and for all. Verse 13 says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from, the, from dead works to serve the living God. Sorry, my glasses are really coming to get me here today. And then we'll finish it off in verse 15, and it says, For this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant, he being Jesus, by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. The Old Testament, you could also say the Old Covenant, pointed the way to the blood of Jesus Christ in the new covenant. As we just read in Hebrews 9, verses 11 through 14, the author wrote that Jesus Christ, through his blood, entered the most holy place once and for all to obtain eternal redemption. Eternal redemption. Once and for all, eternal that is key. The Mosaic Covenant provided animal sacrifices, 
with an earthly altar, which was symbolic of God's eternal and heavenly altar. So I'm going to stop right there and talk just for a second. The Mosaic Covenant provided animal sacrifices. It provided an earthly altar. See, in our scripture reading, it talked about how Jesus, when he died on the cross, he entered into the most holy place, a place not built with human hands, a place that wasn't of this world. See, the mosaic, it was a picture of the sacrifice, but was not it, right? Because the earthly altars were built with human hands, okay? Even if they were purified, if they were clean while building it, they were still fallen man. They were still sin-cursed man. They were not the perfect, the one, the only sacrificial lamb, right? The new covenant is the eternal fulfillment of God's covenant. And the reason it is is because it destroyed the power of sin and death forever, and it is freely available to anyone who will accept it. See, the problem with the old Mosaic sacrifices was it wasn't permanent, right? It wasn't permanent. The Old Testament law, the Old, the old Testament law, it was a permanent binding law, but the redemption from that was not permanent. Because you had to continually offer sacrifices. You continually had to offer the wave offering, the peace offering, the sin offering, many different offerings, right? Those of us who've been reading through the Bible, we see that all through the Old Testament, how they were constantly, constantly having to sacrifice the perfect lamb, the blood of bulls, the blood of goats, right? But Jesus, when he came, he did it once and for all. He did it the right way, right? The perfect, spotless, sinless lamb. He did it once and for all, opening the door for us. Some may say, why is this so important? Why, why are we going back to the basics? Because we need to get back to the basics. Today in our society, everything has been so watered down. Everything has been so muted that we need to get back to the basics. We need to harp on the old school, if I can say it like that. Old school is cool, y'all, just so you know. I'm old school, I'm 44, but I still think I'm kinda cool, maybe. Old school's cool, right? Thank you, mama. And in society, the funny thing is, old school comes back around. Who would have thought bell bottoms would be cool again? You know, I mean, them like big old tall platform formed shoes and things. I mean, people, yeah, cool, whatever. Not me, but hey, that's cool. I guess I'm stuck in the generation I grew up in. But it's always good to reaffirm why we believe what we believe. It's always good because in the time of trial, in the time of doubt, we will all face. It's good to know why you believe what you believe. And that's why this chapter, because we're coming to the end of this particular chapter of the blood of the covenant, that's why it's so important. Because without the blood, there's nothing. 
There's nothing. There's no reason for us to be here. Without the blood, you know, you've heard it said, this is just a pretty cool social gathering. The blood is what makes it right. The blood is what sanctifies and cleanses. The blood is what heals. The blood, it's the blood, it's the blood, it's the blood, it's the blood. That's why totally nothing to do. Thank you, Jesus. That is why when you take communion, it is so important. Because of the blood. How many times those of us who have been in church for most of our lives, how many times have we sat in the pew, okay, and the pastor gets up and says, before you do this, search yourself. How many times have we really searched ourselves before we did it, though? Because how serious do you really take that? How serious do you really take it? Communion and what it symbolizes. The blood, the flesh. <laughs> As many of you know, my son, Logan, he went to a Catholic high school. And you know, the very first thing they taught, because all four years he had to take theology, Bible class. You know, the very first thing they taught the importance of was communion, the sacraments, the sacraments. And you know what? I tip my hat to that. I tip my hat to that and the importance of it. Blood of my blood, flesh of my flesh. Blood of his blood, flesh of his flesh. Blood covenant. Do you know what a blood covenant really is? I don't know that I've actually really explained it. Do you remember, let's say in old movies? Okay, well, well I'll go with the movie reference. Old movies. You remember when they would take knives and they'd slit their hands? And then they would shake. And blood would mix with blood and they were blood brothers forever forever not just them but their families it was a covenant a permanent covenant it was the mixture of blood why is communion so important i mean jesus said you're taking my blood plastic wafer or whatever it is <laughs> cracker that dissipates it's taking my flesh Jesus turned water into what wine how is it that he can't turn grape juice into his blood into your system How is it that he can't take that plastic cracker wafer and turn that into flesh, into your system, solidifying the blood covenant with you? So why is communion important? Why is communion important when you take it? Why is it important to self-reflect before you take it? 
I wouldn't want to take his blood and flesh in my body if there was something in there that wasn't right. Because it can't act together. And I do believe that it says if you do these things outside with sin in your life, you do, you bring damnation upon yourself. If I'm quoting that correctly. The blood. It's a serious matter. It is a very serious matter. It is our redemption from sin. It is our, shall we say, our ticket into heaven. Because when Jesus looks at you, I don't want him to see me. Because I'm flawed. I'm an absolute mess. I left my glasses at home today. Everything went crazy this morning. I'm an absolute mess. To look at me, I am a mess. But, but, I plead the blood. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I plead the blood over myself, over my family, my church, my church family. So God, when you look at me, all I want you to see is the blood. That's all I want him to see. That's why. This blood covenant is so important. That's why the ransom, the redemption is so significant in our lives. Because it's the blood. Oh, it was the blood for me. See, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just talking today, if that's all right. Talking about old school earlier. Old school, man, it was all about the blood. Hymns, the old songs, it was all about the blood. It was all about the blood. The revival started out singing about victory in Jesus. There's still power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. In the blood of the Lamb. But not only did they sing it, they believed it. They believed it wholeheartedly. Today, power, power. (sighs) Wonder working power in blood. Man, we got to sing like four more songs. Don't you know it's already 1030, almost 11 o'clock. Hadn't even taken offering yet. Where's believing in the power of the blood there? Because the blood, the covenant, as we're studying, you're not half in or half out. Okay? You are either all in or you're all out. Like we've talked about before in Sunday school. If it's just a little bit of a lie, it's a whole lie. It's a whole lie. There is no halfway in this thing. There is no halfway in living for Christ. You're either all in or you're all out. Period. And we see that time and time again. And we see that in the New Testament where it says broad 
is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to him. We see it also in Matthew. And I've said this a lot, but man, this verse is just, it wrecks me every time I think about it. When, when, when the man, the woman is standing there before God, but, 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 but Father, I've, I've cast out demons in your name. I mean, they rolled out a list. Look at everything I did in your name. You know me. Depart from me. I never knew you. Why is it important? Why is the blood important? Why is it important to go back? To make sure. Because without it, you got nothing. Nothing. And then, I, like I said last week, and, and trust me, I'm, I'm talking and teaching to myself when I say this. Then I, John, want to wonder why. God, why aren't you blessing me? Why is this happening? And God said, I, I'm the one who hasn't changed, son. You are. You're the one who changed. You're the one who went away from center. You're the one who stepped outside of the blood covenant. How many were here when Pastor Amanda was talking about when she was in Africa and staying inside that car? But if you stepped out and the lion or whatever saw you, game over. Right? Staying inside the car of the blood covenant is staying protected under the covenant of God. It's when you step outside of that covenant that you open yourself up for attack. Because we've been taught and we know the devil can't cross the what? Bloodline. Bloodline. The bloodline. It's important. It's holy. It was the ultimate price paid for your redemption. What is redemption? We hear about redemption a lot, don't we? We hear about it a lot through scripture. Matter of fact, Ephesians 1, 7 says this. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to to the riches of his grace. The blood of the covenant culminated in the redemption through Jesus Christ. Redemption through Jesus Christ. Strong's Concordance, number 629, it gives this definition. A release secured by payment of a ransom, deliverance, setting free the word in secular greek described a conqueror releasing prisoners a master ransoming a slave and redemption from an alien yoke in the new testament it designates deliverance through christ from evil and the penalty of sin the price paid to purchase that liberation was his shed blood See, 
<laughs> when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, okay, when they sinned, it rocked not just them, yep. not just the garden, but it rocked generations, it rocked the world, it rocked the entire universe. What do you mean? Sin wasn't here yet. Sin wasn't here yet. From their sin, God cursed the ground. Adam, you're going to have to work harder to get your crop. Eve, you're going to have a lot of pain in childbearing. All these things came from stepping outside the grace of God. David, as we talked about last week, did he receive grace from God? Yes, he did. But there's consequences to his actions. There's consequences to his actions. He lost four sons, right? And in the same passage that we read last week, it said that talking about the sword of war, how he would be a man of war. Well, that cost him being able to build the temple. There is rewards for bad deeds as well. But there is still redemption. There is still redemption through the blood. Just because we have redemption in the blood doesn't mean that it's not going to affect us outside. Right? So you step outside the blood. If you put your arm outside of that car and the lion comes and bites your arm off, you don't have an arm. It's the best way I can put it. Right? When Logan got his driver's license, I told him, I said, if you're speeding and you get pulled over by a policeman, you're going to get a reward for your deed. And that reward is going to be a nice hefty fine and my insurance going up and then you pay your own insurance. But everything has a rea- uh, 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 my brain just went every thank you consequence reaction. Whew, brain went weird. But you understand what I'm saying. But the good part about that is the story doesn't end with the ticket. The story doesn't end with the arm being chewed off because there is redemption in. The word through the blood of Jesus. There is redemption. You can't go so far that you cannot be redeemed. Why? Because when Jesus died on the cross, he did it once and for all to freely give you access to the blood and salvation and forgiveness. So you can pick yourself up from where you have fallen and then you can press on. And don't allow the devil to use that bitten off arm as a sign of shame, but turn it around and use it for good for the glory of God the Father and a story of redemption. When Tara and I almost went through a divorce, it was my fault. It was her fault. We equally came together and destroyed our marriage. But there was redemption 
through the blood of Jesus. There was redemption through the blood of Jesus. And we have talked time and time again saying, you know what? The devil took a shot and he took a good shot at destroying our lives, destroying our marriage, destroying our family forever. But he failed. Why? Because of the grace and the mercy and the blood of the covenant, the new covenant of Jesus. So now every chance I get, I'm going to rear back and kick the devil right square in the teeth, as they used to say back in the day, and say the devil failed. He failed. You step outside of that grace, you get your arm bit off, don't lay there and bleed out. Don't lay in your sin and bleed out. Get to an altar. Even if all that's doing is laying on your back as you're bleeding and say, Jesus, forgive me. Say it. Say it. Say it. And watch the healing start to take place. Then watch God start to restore what the devil tried to take. Watch God move in your life and then use that moment as a witness. As a witness. Devil, you took your shot. Cool. God took his 2,000 years ago and I'm covered in that. So I can now be an overcomer, not of my own works, lest I should fail, but because he justified me through his blood. So why have we taken weeks to talk about the blood? Because it is key to everything that we believe. And it's time we get back to really reverencing and understanding the power of the blood and taking it seriously. Because it's at the key, it, it, it's at the core of everything we do. And yes, I've harped on it a lot, but it's very important. And so I wanna remind you, next time we take communion, do it justly. Do it justly. Take it seriously. Very seriously. Because, <laughs> because these are not just words on a page. These words are life-changing, good and bad. If it says you do something, you do this, you bring damnation to yourself, it means it. It means it. When you trust, when you follow God, list of blessings. When you don't follow God, list of cursings. It's there in the word for all of us to see. So make sure we take this seriously. The blood, communion, prayer, take it seriously. Because especially nowadays, y'all, we got to. We've got to. We all see it. Pastor Greg, when he was here, last day of overflow, we're not going to be in the end. We are living in the end times. It's here. I saw a thing the other day talking about how the Nile River is shrinking, is drying. 
prophecy stated. The armies will cross the great Nile, the dried up Nile. Guess what? It's pretty close. It's pretty close. The end is here. That's why it's important to know whose you are and why you are his and stay in right blood covenant with him. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your blood. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, anyone who needs healing, God, we plead the blood. Anyone, Lord, who needs peace of mind, we plead the blood. Anyone, Lord, who is suffering from attacks of the enemy right now, Father God, we plead the blood. Father, we plead the blood over this church, over every pew, over every parking space, over every place in this property, God, we plead your blood. And Father God, the devil cannot cross that line. I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, that there will be victory in this place today because of your blood. I pray, Lord, that devils will be cast out, that the lame will walk, the blind will see, miracles, signs, and wonders will happen today, God. Why? Because of your blood. Father, we praise you. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. And as we continue to worship you, Father, I pray, God, that you will bless this place, in this service. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen.